Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your holy word. I pray, Father, that we would approach it as such, holy. Father, we come before you, Lord. We are nothing without you. We need you, and we recognize that. I pray, Father, that you would bring your word alive and that you would speak to us, Lord. Father, if it's correction that's needed, then bring correction. If it's encouragement that's needed, then bring encouragement. Father, you do your good work. You go ahead of us, and you speak, and you do what is needed in us. We receive what you have, Lord. We ask this blessing over your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. People often say, new year, new me. Right? People often say that. They say, well, you know, this year I'm going to, you know, and, and I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I'm going to work on these areas of my life. I'm going to leave that behind me, new me, new year, right? New year, new me. And I'm going to, I'm going to do that. People often say that. But what if we didn't just make a decision to change, but we also made a decision to grow? A commitment to grow, specifically in our faith and in our relationship with the Lord Jesus. How he wants to work through us. What if we made a commitment to pray the prayer, God, not my will be done, but your will be done. You see, what if we made a commitment to say, God, I'm ready to truly be about it. I'm truly going to be about it, God. I'm going to stop tiptoeing around what I know I need to do. I'm going to stop tiptoeing about, uh, uh, around what I know I need to let go of and trust God with the rest. I'm going to stop tiptoeing. I'm going to allow him to do it. God, this year I'm going to be all in. I'm going to give it all to you. I'm, I'm going to allow you to break chains that the truth is have been holding me down. I'm making a commitment to be all about my father's business this year. Whatever has been catching my attention, whatever has been popular, whatever has been happening over there, I'm, I'm saying I'm willing to let it down. What if we made that type of commitment before the Lord? That God, I want more. God, I want to go deeper. God, I want to accomplish your will. How many of you have heard of the Last Supper? You see, right after Jesus has the Last Supper, what it is is Jesus is gathered with his disciples and they're in a room and they're talking. Right after that happens, Jesus walks with his disciples and they walk over to the Garden of Gethsemane. In there in the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, hey, you know what, why don't we pray for a little bit? So it's Jesus and his disciples and they're praying, they're kind of going and they're, they're, they're having this l l little, bit of, little bit of time. And it's right after this moment where Judas is going to portray Jesus. Jesus is going to be arrested, and then everything that's going to take place is eventually going to get to the cross. All, all that's going to happen right after this moment. But in this moment, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's asked his disciples if they can pray. Can, can, can they pray? 
And in Jesus' mind, you can imagine this. He knows what's going to happen. And you have to understand the theological perspective of this because he's 100% God and 100% man at the same time. He knows what's going to happen, but he does it anyways. There are some things in 2024, and I want you to hear me clearly, that God is calling you to, asking of you. It will not be easy, but you will clearly understand what it is, and you're going to have to let it go, give it up, walk in him, and choose him. But I want you to see this. Luke records this in Luke chapter 22, in verses 41 through 42. He says this, and he, Jesus withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. You see, what Jesus is doing is submitting to the Father's will. What Jesus is doing is saying, I'll do it your way. But right before that, he says, would you take this cup from me? In other words, as I explained to you, he's also 100% human. What does that mean? He knows what he's about to feel in the flesh. He knows his body is about to be broken. He knows that his blood is going to be spilt. He knows he's going to feel things in the physical, in the flesh. He knows what's coming. And he says, Father, if possible, take this from me. I don't want to. It's going to be hard. But he comes to the place that he says, not my will, though your will be done. He comes to that place. Will this church, will this be our year to take major steps in the Spirit? Will this be our, our year to take major steps in our faith? And be willing to allow him to work in us like he ain't never worked in us before. Will this be the year where we're willing to say, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to trust you. I know it's been, I, I know it could be hard. I know it could be difficult. I don't even know how it's going to be. But I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be all in. All in. You see, God is so He's so, he's so good. Amen? You know, Luke records another moment between Jesus and his disciples. So prior to this moment, Jesus had been doing some miracles. He, he does the miracle when he feeds 5,000 people and some other things. And people started to hear about Jesus and talk about Jesus. And, and so there was a gathering and there's a following. And so Jesus sits down with his disciples and he says, hey, um, you know, so... You know, I, I know a lot's happened, and, and people have been, you know, hearing about all the things, and the big crowds are showing up, but what, what do people say about me? Jesus asks his disciples, what do people say about me? Jesus asks them. And so one of them says, well, hey, you know, some people say that you're John the Baptist. And then, and then somebody else says, well, I, some of them say you're Elijah. You know, you've come back alive. And somebody else says, well, he, he, you're a prophet from, from a long ago, and you're, and, you're, and, you're, and you're back alive. And then, and then Jesus says, okay, but who do you say that I am? Right? Who does the church say that I am? You as believers, who do you say that Jesus is? Peter speaks up, and he says, you're God's Messiah. What I ask you, church, is this. Are you living in such a way that you truly know who Jesus is? Does your life reflect who Jesus is? Well, yeah, I know that Jesus is the Christ. Yeah, does your life say that? Are we all in? 
Are we all in with the Lord Jesus? Is he all in for us? Are we all in for him? Are we tiptoeing around some areas? Well, God, you could have that area, but you, God, not over there. More than anything, it is important that believers, the church, understand who Jesus is. He is the Christ. He is the one that saves us from our sin. He is Savior, but he's also Lord. And we submit to our Lord. We are obedient to him. And as this takes place, and right after this takes place, Jesus, is, his words are recorded in Luke chapter 9, and verses 21 through 27. Jesus, it says this in verse 21, Jesus strictly warns them not to tell anyone about this. See, it wasn't time for everyone to know that Jesus was God's Messiah. It wasn't time. The time was going to come. So he tells them, listen, do not tell anyone just yet. Listen, they've seen the miracles. The crowds are gathering. But don't tell them yet. The time will come. Verse 22. And he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. He said, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. You see, Jesus is explaining something prophetically that's going to take place in his life. We understand this because we celebrate Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. We celebrate these things. But in this moment, the disciples don't get this. They don't understand. Jesus, what are you talking about? You're going to die. You're going to be raised on the third day. They don't get any of that. They don't understand any of those concepts. They don't, they're going to understand later on. They're like, oh, that's what you meant, Jesus. But they don't have any full understanding of this yet. In verse 23, it says this, then he said to them, Whoever wants to be my disciple. Can we say that together? Whoever wants to be my disciple. I need to get you. I need to get that. So could we say that on the count of three? One, two, three. Whoever wants to be my disciple. This is what becomes so important. This is open for absolutely everybody. This isn't for some people. Some people look at this in the context of this and they say, well, well, you know what? This, that was only meant for, for the current disciples of that time. That wouldn't be Christians today. And then others people say, well, maybe that's for just for pastors or for missionaries or, or for those that, that, that serve God in that way. It's, it's only for them. Do you know why people land at that understanding? The reason why they land at that understanding is because they don't want to have to do what comes next. They don't want to have to do what it means to be a disciple. It says this, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. And then it says this, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. Is there anyone here who wants to be a disciple of Jesus? See, who's ever willing to use their life for the sake of building the kingdom of God will save their life. Who's ever willing to, to give up the pleasures of the flesh will save their life. The comforts of the, the flesh. To serve God under pressure. To be faithful no matter what. Whoever makes their life count for the gospel will save their life. This is what he says. In verse 25 he continues. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very soul, their very self? Some translations say soul. Verse 26, for whoever is ashamed of my words and the son, 
whoever is ashamed of, my, of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them. And when he comes in his glory and in, in, in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Could you imagine this for a moment? He says this, what good is it for me to gain the whole world? What good is it for me to stack all of this up? What good is it for me to build all of this wealth? What good is it? And to, and to not truly have Jesus. Do you know it is entirely possible? To have Jesus only and only have visitations on Sundays, but you don't really have a quality relationship that's genuine because your heart is really focused somewhere else. You're really chasing this or you're chasing that, but you're not chasing the Lord Jesus. You're not seeking his presence. You're not truly in him. You're seeking everything else is so important. I got to do this because I need it. And he's like, I'm right here. Don't you know that he'll take care of you? He says in Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you as well. He's got you. But the order of things get confused because we mix a little bit of what the world says we should do. But we still try to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. But verse 26, let's take a look at verse 26. He says, whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them. Jesus is never ashamed of you because you made a mistake, because you sinned, because you, you did something that, that the world might say is horrible. He's not ashamed of you. You know what he does? He forgives. In all of your mess, in all of my mess, he says, arms open wide. He comes and wipes the slate clean, gone, like it never even existed. That's not why he's ashamed. That's not why he would become ashamed. Not because of our sin. When you confess your sin, he wipes it clean. You're good to go. He says, my child, don't do it no more. But those who are ashamed of him. Those who are embarrassed of him. Those who don't want nobody to know that they love Jesus. I don't tell nobody I go to church or I love Jesus. I don't. I don't. He says, the son of man will be ashamed of them when they come. So it becomes about who's really, really, really ready to rep Christ. Who's really ready to be about it. Who says, I'm all in. I ain't halfway in. I got one foot in, one foot out. I'm all in. Who's that? I'm, I want to, I've got not my will, but your will be done. You know, I gave my life to the Lord when I was about 18 years old. I made a confession to the Lord Jesus, and I began to follow him at that time. Around 21 years old, God called me into ministry, and I attended Bible college and started to prepare for what he had called me to do. But around 2021, 20, I, 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 I had somewhere to go, and it was only a couple of blocks, so I decided to walk. And as I was walking, I came up to this light, this stoplight, and I came up to this brother, this guy. He was, he was there, and uh, he comes up to me, and he, you know, comes, he got, he's got a little swag with him as he's walking up. And he's like, uh, he's like so what you rep? And I was like, I don't know, my words got caught. I just didn't understand him. I just did not understand. He's like, he's like, so, and then he's, now he's showing a little, he's a little more agitated, showing a little bit more emotion. And he's like, so what you rap? 
like that. And I'm like, I just was like, I was trying to figure the dude out. Like, I don't know, because he's approaching me, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, should I, I? I just don't, you know, I just didn't get it. I just, and then he's like, he's like, what street you from? And, and, and at, at this point, I think he just got a little bit done with me, and he walked away. Okay, true story, okay. The dude walked away. And it wasn't until after he walked away that I was like, oh, that's what he meant. Like, I totally, 100%, I did not get it. But in the moment, and, after, and as I'm having this moment, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, I wish I would have understood what he meant. I wanted to say I rep Christ. Like, I, like I, I wanted to say that. But I, I didn't get what was happening. And maybe the Lord knows why I didn't get what was happening, okay? Uh, I don't know, but he knows. <laughs> yeah, what streets? I tell him. Yeah, what street? I was streets of gold. Come on, somebody. You know, I, but I, I just, I just, I, it, it totally went whoosh, right, right over me. But that's what God is calling us to in this year. So really, take a serious, hard look evaluation, saying, you know what? Are you going to be all in? Are, are you willing to be all in? Are you willing to allow me to break the chains that could be in your life right now? Are you willing to allow me to, to take you deeper into my presence? Are you willing to give up whatever is not of me and follow me? It, he, he wants to take us deeper. He says, are you willing? Are you willing to do that? Listen, in verse 23. The Bible says this, then he said to them, whoever wants to be my disciple. This is absolutely a message for everyone. It's an invitation for everyone. And the, and the one who accepts this invitation says, I want to be your disciple, Jesus. He continues and he, and he says this in the rest of 23. He says this, you must deny, they must deny themselves Take up their cross daily and follow me. In other words, this, you can't just have Jesus on our own terms. My cozy little chair, my latte. Ooh, that sounded good. Go ahead, say that again. You know, a little bit of mix of that, a little bit of mix of that. Don't worry, Jesus, I always come back on Sundays. And Jesus is like, that definition don't work. It does not work see you 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 can you can't not you can't make your own make up your own definition of what it means to serve god that that is not whoever wants to be my disciple jesus says so we come to the place where we define what it means to truly be a disciple through scripture and what scripture teaches us is this. I want you to get this. A surrendered life to Christ is a true disciple of Christ. Somebody say, yeah, I'm a disciple of Christ. Yeah, is your life really surrendered? That's a true disciple of Christ. Listen, I, I want you to see this, uh, this image here, baptism image. On the top here is what Jesus has done, okay? Jesus... And he, he, he died, he was buried, 
and he resurrected, right? We celebrate all of that that's taken place, Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. Now, the bottom is us, and this rep really represents baptism and what we're going to celebrate here in a moment here. But this is our old life apart from Christ. This is where it is. We're trying to test things out. We're trying to see what's up, but we're not even there. I don't have. But when we truly come to Christ and with baptism, when you go into the water, the going in, that represents you dying with Christ. Meaning, whatever it is that's been going on in your life, I'm willing to let it die. I'm willing to go in with him. And so when, I'm, when, I, when I go into the water, that's, that's, that represents being buried with Christ. And then as I come out of the water, that represents that I'm now raised to new life. Whatever has entangled me, whatever I have been into, whatever I have been uh, uh, comforted by, I'm willing to let it go and let it down. I completely separate myself from it, and now I walk in new life. That's what it means. That I die with Christ, I'm buried with Christ, and now I'm raised to new life. So when you go under the water, it symbolizes this death that has taken place. A surrendered life to Christ. You know, the opposite is also true. A life not surrendered to Christ is not a true disciple of Christ. So let me give you quick three quick things. I'm going to call Cassandra up here in a moment here. But I just want you to get this. The first thing is this. A disciple of Christ is willing to deny themselves. Is willing to. It's not saying, well, no, Jesus, I want to be your disciple and do this. So I'm not willing to let that go, Jesus. I'm just not. You know me. You let me be me, right? I'm not going to let that go. That is not a true disciple of Christ. A true disciple of Christ is willing to deny themselves. I mean, let's think, let's, 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 let's think about it for a moment. I want you to ask yourself, what would your flesh like to do? Your flesh would like to get into some things, huh? What would, the, what would your spirit, what would the spirit of God in you want to do on the opposite side? Look at your flesh. Ooh, I don't think so. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Right? And there's this battle. You know what? You know what fasting right now? You know what fasting teaches us? You know what fasting does? Fasting, it weakens the flesh and strengthens your spirits. So in all of that hard stuff, oh, pastor, it's tough. I want to eat. I want to eat. I want to eat. What you're doing is you're weakening the flesh and you're strengthening the spirits so that you can be strong to accomplish the things that God has for you. So that you can walk this thing out. Titus says in chapter 2 verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation for all people. Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age. Training us to renounce ungodliness. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. A surrendered life to Christ. The second thing is this. 
is a disciple of Christ intentionally picks up their cross daily. In other words, this. There are areas in your life that you recognize that you is a battle for you, and you need to intentionally die to it every day. Jesus has his cross, and what he did, and what he did as he forgave you for it all. He cleaned your slate, but in the middle of that, you still got to walk this out daily. It's, it's, it's you. He forgave you, but now you got to walk it out, and the flesh is strong, and it's trying to get you here, and the Spirit of God is trying to fight, and it's a battle, but you have to carry your cross daily. What are the things that God has called you to? What are the things that he's asked you to give up? What are the things that you have clearly, clearly know? He says, listen, my child, I don't want you entangled in that. You have to pick up your cross and daily, daily carry it. The third thing is this. A disciple of Christ truly follows Christ's truly follows Christ. That's not I'm, I'm following this, a little bit of that, and I'm following Jesus too. It don't work that way. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work that way. In Philippians chapter 3 and verses 7 through 9, it says this, but whatever things, but whatever things were gained to me, these things I have counted as loss because of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him. In John 8, 12, he says this, and Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. In Matthew 7, 21 through 23, it says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does my will, who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we not prophesy in your name or cast out demons in your name or do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare, Jesus says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Only those who truly follow him, who are about their father's business, who are not like, yeah, I do that and I do this. No, he's, he's like, no. Are we going to be about it? Are we going to be all in? This is what he says. Ten toes. Come on, somebody. Ten toes. But as part of that today and what we're talking about here, and we're going to baptize some people. And if you're, getting, if you're getting baptized today, go see Pastor Roger go in the back. We're going to get ready to do that. But I'd like to call up Cassandra, uh, Cassandra Poss and um, just have a, a moment here. But for real, your church family loves you. We love you. Um, we're very proud of you um, and all that God's done in your life. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to say. I, I, know, I, I personally want to say that I'm very proud of you. Um, there's just there's so much. I, I'm, I'm very proud to call you my spiritual daughter. There's a lot of things that, um, that I've seen you do, and kind of like what we're talking about today, willing to deny and walk in the things that have, uh, the things that God has for you. And in that, you're going to find his blessing. You're going to find his love. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. 
Um, so I'm very, very proud of you. I'm excited for what God has. And I know that all of this season that it's been and getting from here to getting to there and we're going to leave here very shortly, God's going to do a mighty thing in your life. But there's a couple of questions I want to ask you here. Um, the first question is this. What does a surrendered life to Jesus look like in your words and, and your understanding of the scripture? I would say for me, um, to live a surrendered life, I, I think about the palm of my hand, and I think about, and I put in there all the things that I love, right, all of my preferences, and, you know, that includes my family, that includes my friends, that includes everything that this world could ever possibly give me that I love, and I say, Lord, if you take anything from, from this in my hand, think something that I love, like, it's yours, like, I, I can't live with all of these things in my hand and, and live like this. No, God, you can't touch that. This is how I've always been. This is how I do things. This is how I run. But it's saying like, Lord, if, if you want this from me, you can have it. And so that's, that's how I see to live surrender. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So much truth in what she just said. Second question is this. What would you recommend to someone who is thinking about going all in with Jesus? They're there and they're thinking about it. I would say that you'll never regret giving everything, your yes to Jesus. You can give absolutely everything in this life. You can have a really good car, a really good job, all the money in the world, but if you don't have Christ, you won't live with peace in your life. And that is priceless. Peace of mind is priceless when you're walking with him, knowing that he goes before you. And I think that you will really be surprised by what he actually wants you to do. If you sit and listen to what he's actually asking of you, you have no idea what your yes to him will actually look like because your plans you've written them all the way up until this moment but he's he says make way for my plan and you have no idea where he's going to take you I had no idea that this is what he wanted me to do but I feel the most peace knowing that this is where he's placed me for this season amen amen yeah the last question is this, uh, we, you know, we, we absolutely understand that you're going to go and you're going to go serve for the next two years, um, and God's going to use you, and you're going to go and you're going to go serve students, but we're your church family, uh, we love you, uh, we support you, uh, and if there's anything that ever comes up throughout the year and you say, hey, you know what, we really don't have budget for this, but we, we could really use this. This would really be helping. This is going to help us share the gospel. Just the way that we go and send help across missionaries all across the world, and we raise money, and we give it away to go help, we, we got your back in the same way. If something comes up, you just let us know. We'll, we will 100% step in. But right now, what can your church family be in prayer for you? We pray for you. I would say for one, for all of the students that I'll meet, um, please be praying for each and every single encounter that the Lord sets up, that he would give um, me and my team the words to speak as we go across every single campus. There's no campus that has a fully established 
Chi Alpha on their campus, but my prayer is that we would open up uh, a bunch of Chi Alphas across all the universities in Korea, a club that really loves Jesus, that makes disciples, that make disciples. So please be praying uh, for the Lord's favor with people, systems, um, and with him. Uh, and also, I'm going to be a little selfish here. Please pray for me. Please pray that the Lord speaks to me, gives me vision, gives me um, just strength. There's so much spiritual warfare that happens um, when you're on the field. I've experienced it before. Um, and your prayers really do matter to me. Like, they really do go before me. Like, you have no, no, no idea what you wage in the spirit when you pray. And so please keep me in your prayers. Um, and I think also just for Korea um, in general, uh, North and South Korea specifically, my, my prayer and my heart is that there would be reunification of both countries and that it would be one Korea. And um, please be praying just for the peace of God to surpass all understanding in, in South Korea and that people would be moved by, by what he wants to do in their lives. Amen. Those are clear things for us to step in as a church family. You know what we're going to do right now? We're going to take a moment to pray over her um, and ask God's blessing. And then after that, I'm going to ask her to pray for us and pray for those who are getting baptized. Let's, let's take a moment. Pastor Rodrigo, Pastor Sally, Pastor Carla, Pastor Brenda, you guys are here. I just want to take a moment and, and pray for her <clears throat> and ask God's blessing. She's getting ready to um, head out here this next week. And, um go. She says, God, I'm, I'm yours. And she's going to go to a foreign country where they do things a lot differently. They speak a different language, and a lot of the students, you know, there'll be some English, but she's going to go and be used of God. And that's beautiful. Would you stretch out your hand towards her? Stretch out your hand. We're going to ask God's blessing and just anoint her. Heavenly Father, in the mighty and precious name of Jesus, Right now, Father, we declare your blessing over your daughter and the work that she will do before you, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would take these hands and anoint them, Father. I pray, God, everywhere she extends them, Lord, your power would flow, Lord. I pray, God, that you would use her, Lord, to disciple the next generation of young people in South Korea, Lord. I pray, God, that these disciples would make disciples, Lord. I pray that your spirit would go out and be removed in power, Lord. I pray an anointing over her, Lord. I pray a protection over her, God. Protect her heart, her mind, her ears, and her eyes, Lord. Protect her ministry, Lord. Protect the precious work, Lord. Work in and through her. When she opens her mouth, may life be released, Lord. Father, if she's dealing with battles or spiritual battles, I pray she would stand firm in her faith, Lord. She would put up her hands, Lord, and the shield of faith would block her. She would swing the sword of the Spirit, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would work mightily in her in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for her faithfulness, for her dedication, for her yes to you, Lord. And so work, Lord, and reveal yourself to her. Give her the dream. Give her the vision. Give her clarity to the details, Lord. And let her go and walk in your purpose. I pray, Father, that she would accomplish all that you desire, Lord. So I thank you for her, Lord. God, let us hear of the wonderful things that you are doing. And we give you all the honor and the glory. So we send her out as your missionary, as your child, as your servant, Lord, to do wonderful things in your name. In Jesus' mighty name we all pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. We're very proud of you. And so with that being said, um, I just want to ask her to, to, to take a moment and pray for us as a church and then pray for those who are getting baptized today. Father, we just come before you this morning just so thankful for your presence, so thankful for your love for us, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, for every single person in this room, Father. I pray for your church, God, and I just ask, God, that you would go before us now. I pray, Father God, that you would soften up the soil of our hearts, Father God, and that you, Lord Jesus, would plant the seed, Father God, the things and the dreams, the things that you have spoken over your church, Father God, over each and every single person, the plan and the purpose, Father. I pray, Lord, that it would come to life now. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we, Father God, would dust off the dreams, the things that you have spoken about, God. It's not too late. You still see us and you know us, God, and we have purpose and intention in your perfect plan, Lord. So I pray, Father God, that you would give us signs, visions, and dreams, Lord Jesus, to chase after and run with you. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would be in step with your spirit, God, that you would use our hands and our feet, Father God, our mouth, Father God. Would it be your mouthpiece, Lord Jesus? Would our hands and feet be yours, Father God? Everywhere we go, Lord Jesus, that we would be an ambassador for your kingdom, that we would represent you, Jesus, well, Father God, to those who don't know you and encourage the body of Christ, Father God, that we would be brothers and sisters truly known for the love that we have for one another. I pray, Father God, that you, Lord Jesus, would go before us now, that you would give us just the every single thing that we need, Father God, to be able to accomplish what you have asked each and every single one of us to do, Lord. I pray, Father God, that we would rise up to the challenge, Father God, rise up to the things, to the hopes and the dreams that you have instilled on our hearts maybe years ago. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would walk in obedience with you because you truly are the Prince of Peace. And we just want to give you all the glory, God. All the glory goes right back to you, Father. And I pray, Lord Jesus, for every single person, Father God, who makes the decision today, Father, to die to themselves and to be raised back to life with you, Father. We thank you so much for the opportunity that we have this morning, Father God, to just declare publicly to those around us that we are for you, Jesus. We are on the Lord's side. So I pray, Father God, that you would bless each and every single person who is being baptized today, that you would bless this house, Father God, every single need that, that someone may have this morning, Father God. You see it, you know it, and, and I pray, Father God, that you would provide for it, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for the pastors, the leaders, the volunteers, the congregation, Father God, every single person, God. May our lives be a sweet aroma to you, and we just want to give you all the glory, Jesus, because you are faithful and you are worthy. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hey, Pastor Jack here. I hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed by it. If you did have any questions or prayer requests or wanted to connect with us further, I did want to share with you our email address. You can certainly find more information about us at mosaiconline.org. If it's in Spanish, mosaiconline.org slash es. Um, but you can also email us here. You can email us at helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. That's helpdesk, H-E-L-P-D-E-S-K, helpdesk 
at mosaiconline.org. And you can send your message to us right there. We'd love to connect with you. That messages will get forwarded over to me and our team, our pastors, our staff. And we would love to help you and pray with you and come alongside you. God bless you.